Hey dudes, welcome to another Rahalastapa. This is from Hull City Hall with Hull born and bred, brilliant, surreal, fun, crazy comedian Lucy Beaumont, absolutely one of my favourite people in the world. You're going to love her as well. Uh, you may have heard her on the Edinburgh Fringe podcast. We get a lot more of it this time and it's delightful and wrong and rude. Uh, I don't know if we can even put all the stuff out that was said, but it was great. Um, so if you like these podcasts, um, please come and see us live. Go to richhang.com slash gigs. You'll see that I'm back at the Leicester Square Theatre in March and April. I'm also in Birmingham in March, Norwich in April. There will be more added, I'm sure, maybe not quite as many as we've done this year. We did 106 podcasts in 2019, and that is too many. Um it's just a lot for us to put out. That's why two a week are going out. Uh, please go to gofasterstripe.com and purchase something there as well. Rahalastapart.co.uk is a great place to go to find out more about the podcast and help us in other ways if you want to. Anyway, let's get into this podcast. You're going to enjoy it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for a great 2019. I'm looking forward to 2020 already. It's Rahalastapart. Sit back, relax and enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hull City Hall. You're much better than last audience. Please welcome a man who this week accidentally drank a real beer. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, Hull. Oh, it's lovely to be back. Lovely to be back. I loved it so much last time. Oh, there's some lovely crests on the stage. That's what uh, George was... Cress, Cress, lovely, lovely Cress. It's a reference to a 20-year-old joke. <laughs> I'll take it home. And uh, only 20 years old, though. You know, I've got older jokes than that that I still do. So, um, <laughs> welcome uh, to the podcast. It's Richard Herring's last show of the Teenies podcast. That's right. It's my last show of uh, the Teenies. That's what I call the years from 2010 to 2019, the Teenies. That's what everyone will be doing. That's it, the whole decade's fucking over. Can you believe it? I can't, that decade went so fast. And this is the last podcast I'll be recording in 2019, though several of the ones I did record in 2019 will be uh, going out well into 2020, don't you worry. Uh, it's been a long fucking r- 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 line. I'm f- tired, I've had enough of doing podcasts. Fuck you, Hull. Um, <laughs> but because it's the last show of the series, I've been allowed to bring in games. Uh, I brought in Rahalastapa Trumps, which will be available in the foyer or from gofasterstripe.com. Um, can play, it's a working card game. Although I, I, I was hanging out at Hull University with, uh, the other day with the miserable dead poet Philip Larkin, and he said, It fucks you up, you're Rahalastapa. That's what he says. That's his catchphrase. That was his catchphrase. It fucks you up. They fuck you up. Um, yeah, so uh, this week, um, I've, I haven't had an alcoholic drink in 2019. Uh, I gave up alcohol and successfully uh, got through. I was sort of just trying to debate whether I was going to start drinking in 2020. I'm not sure if I am or not. Uh, but I started, I've started drinking non-alcoholic beer. Uh, yeah, a little bit, just for a treat, uh, which suggests I might start drinking beer. And uh, I had Peroni, it's Ligera or something it's called, I can't remember. Uh, and but there was also some actual Peronis in my fridge, and I got they were in the same place. So I got out of the proper non-alcoholic one. And I thought, I'll have one more, and then I drank the I drank the whole thing without realising it was beer, which is the worst of all worlds. Because <laughs> a I've had a drink in that's my dry Jan 
Semba messed up. That's what I was going for. Uh, and B, I didn't know it was a beer when I was drinking it. I was drinking it thinking, oh, actually, the second non-alcoholic beer is not nice. It does t- taste a lot weaker and less beer-like. <laughs> and I started feeling a bit weird. I thought, that can't have been real beer, can it? Um, and so, you know, I'm sad. But I don't think it counts, right? Because I did it accidentally. Is that, yeah? No, it counts. But, but I'm not going to drink anymore. So that was the... I'm not an alcoholic because I didn't just go, mmm. It was worse than a non-alcoholic beer. Just bear that in mind, people who drink beer. Anyway, that's, that's my story of this week. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did all the... Uh, I did all the whole jokes last week. Oh, no, I've got one left for you. Did you know that... I like Hull. It's all right, isn't it? It's okay. Did you know the whole city motto is it isn't actually as shit as you think it is? That is, that is the... It's better, it's better than you think. Had one left. <laughs> one left in the cannon. So uh, my guest this week uh, is probably... She's from Hull. She's one of you. She's probably best known for her performance as Susie in Millie in Between. That's why we're all here. Will you please welcome the amazing Lucy Beaumont, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Lucy Beaumont. Sit down, make yourself at home. I'll do it. I forgot to do all my uh, plug-in, but I'll do it at the end. It'll be fine. Just remind me at the end not to go off. Um, welcome, Lucy. How are you doing? I'm good, yes. Thank Lovely you. to see you again. Thank you, yes. Uh, we spoke quite recently in Edinburgh. Um, uh, and backstage as well. Yeah, yeah. We, we did speak a little bit backstage, otherwise it would have been weird. So what do you remember about being... You were, you were an actor before you became a comedian. We talked about your appearance in Doctors last time you were on, but uh, you, what was uh, Millie in between for those who, as, who didn't see Millie in between? It's just like on CBBC. Yeah, I just like... Good. I only had a few lines and wow. I forgot them all. And You forgot them all at the time? Yeah. yeah that's, the, what, that's the main thing you have to do as an actor. That's oh, the main I'm, part of the job, just remember, say the lines. That's why I'm not doing it anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't know you were on Crime Watch as well, weren't you? Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, as an actor. Cra- yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was assaulted in Rotherham in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> they, they reopened a, a historic case. Oh, was it? Yeah. They put me in, like, a Mac with a wig and I looked like Victoria Wood. <laughs> it was... It was the most surreal experience I've ever had because I went for the auditions at the BBC in Leeds and they just like rent, you know, they just like booked out a room, you know, they just like got all the like editors out of the room and, okay. and they said, can, like, to say, can you get on the floor and say, no, no, not my shoe, not my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like, because they auditioned us all, like a few people together. So, that, like, you had to take it in turns while the other people watched. Right. And then, like, say, like, not my face, you know, get yeah. off, get off, like that. Okay. And then I, I mean, that makes more sense than the shoe bit. Oh, no, yeah. Not my shoe. Not my shoe. No. Well, oh, it's a bit I mean, it's not nice to talk it, to you about. Yeah. What, what she did was... I won't no, tell you don't anyway. Tell me, we don't have to talk about it. It was, it was all light-hearted and jovial until we thought, oh, actually, that really happened. Yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did they catch the guy as a result of your portrayal of this? No. I mean, I was... No. Okay. They didn't catch him. No. And then they... And then... And then, so, she had... Oh, I worked there. Oh, no, it isn't funny, right? No, it isn't funny. No. 
so you're from Hull. I am, yes. Yeah. What what's good about Hull? The accent. The accent. Everything. Everything is good. It's about a really misunderstood place. Is it? Yeah. The, you know the down the near the docks, yeah. Humber Street, that's like Greenwich Village. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hull is a very Hull is an extremely special place. Okay. Just name your favourite one, one favourite thing about Hull that makes it so good, apart from the one you've done. Chip Spice. Yeah, I wonder if you'd do Chip Spice. And the abolition of slavery. <laughs> yeah, that's also good. <laughs> I mean, if you had to rank them. What is chip spice for the uninitiated, which includes me? I have read about have it. You not I've had never chip tried spice? it. No. No. Does any has anyone here holding any? <laughs> is have anyone carrying any? Um, oh, he's got a t-shirt. That's not, I'm, what, if I lick oh, his t-shirt, got... will it taste of chip spice? What? Lick it off your t-shirt? <laughs> oh, you've got a chip spice t-shirt. Oh, that's it's a bit weird. Isn't What's that? Uh, <laughs> Are you allowed to say what's it? So it's, it's salt? There's definitely salt in yeah. there. Are we allowed, yeah. to, are we allowed to know what salt, else? Salt, E-numbers, yeah. monosodium glutamate, okay. more salt, and then a little bit of paprika. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not, I think I can see a lot of people in this audience thinking, oh, I think I'd rather be out eating some chips now. <laughs> Salivating. No, just wait till after the show. They'll still be serving chips. You don't go back, though, once you've had it. That's it. No, is that it? Yeah. Why isn't it caught on anywhere else, chip spice? We do haven't allowed it. You're not allowed it out. It. <laughs> it's been... It kept it a secret. Okay, that's good. What, is, what do you think is the worst thing about Hull? What was that? Now. Now. But then, even if they're all good, uh, they can still be a worse thing. It doesn't like have to be bad. a general sense of apathy. <laughs> No, there's, on it, it, it's, I, I mean it, it's a really special place, it always has been, and, yeah. and Hull now is starting to realise what it's got. We, we just, we, we used to just put ourselves down all the time, yeah. and actually I think we're just starting to realise we're like a really important, we're, we're very European city. Yeah, it's just a bit too late, isn't it? I don't know. It's too late for that. It, <laughs> is it? There is a, a hotbed of talent. Yeah, that's in true. Amazingly is. talented people from. Do you all. think it's because you it's you're so close to Pocklington? It's hard to live up to <laughs> being as good oh, as Pocklington. I forget you're from Pocklington. It's so hard, isn't it? To, did you read in the papers that they found like a, a Viking burial in uh, like a shield, Anglo-Saxon shield in Pocklington this week? Yeah, you, I want to that's what we get in. It's the, one of the best archaeological discoveries of the millennium, Pocklington. Take that. Where did William Wilforce go to school? Pocklington. Yeah. <laughs> That's where he learned how to stop slavery. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to come to a, a coastal town that is against slavery, though, I have to say, because nearly all the places, Bristol and Liverpool, they fucking love the stuff there. They fucking love it. So well done, Hull, <laughs> for, for stopping those guys. Um, it's quite, you went to Hull University and this hadn't struck me. You're from Hull. That is quite an unusual thing to happen, isn't it? That you go is to, it? Well, most people go to university somewhere else. 
do than they? they where they live. I mean, uh, not everyone, but it's quite unusual to. Well, like they let me in. You see, so right? I had. I saw, no, I mean, it, I don't know if they still do it now, but they used to. If you're from Hull and you you want to go, they have to let you in, even if you don't have the. So I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do. That can't be true. Otherwise, everyone would go to. Everyone would go. Yeah, I'm from I, Hull. I'm coming to the university. No, no, because you have to come from a Hull a Hull school. Yeah, but everyone in Hull would say I'm coming to Hull University if they can get into university in Hull. I think it was only me that wanted. Only you wanted. To. <laughs> no, on the course, each right. so each course have to let. Oh, had to at the time let one person in from a whole school okay. that that showed willing but but didn't have the grades. <laughs> like a, a sort of Victorian pauper. That's exactly being let what in. it was like. Yeah. That's what I felt like. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I didn't because I wasn't from an academic background. I didn't know. Like I did my first essay. I handed it in, and, and um, he said, "There's there's no bibliography." I said, what's that? And he said, well, it's where you state what books you've used to write the essay. I said, well, I didn't use any books to write the essay. <laughs> and I got really confused about... Um, I'd convinced myself that um, Groucho Marx and Karl Marx were brothers. <laughs> so I didn't... That came up, did it? it did, well, I... Well, we were on about Marxist theatre, yeah. you know, and the impact that it had. And I said, well, no one mentions his brother. <laughs> and they assumed you were joking, though. You must have got through well, that. They, they didn't know what I mean, and I saw, so I did the, you know, with the cigar <laughs> and the... So, yeah. Is that why you became a comedian? Because the things you were, the answers you were giving? Well, that's when I had the epiphany. Yeah. Um, well, because I, I got my degree... Um, I got, you know, got the BA degree. I got a good, you know, got a two-one. I did, I did really well. And then I, I, I struggled to get work after uni. So I went back and was a cleaner at Hull University. So yeah. I think I'm the only person that's got a degree and an MVQ in cleaning <laughs> <laughs> from the same university. Yeah. And it was funny because I've just done university challenge. I saw that. Yeah. And it's going out and boxing down. I thought, in this. Funny how things turn out. You were the captain of the whole university team, weren't you? Yeah. I mean, that's pretty good. You can't tell us what happened, but... I can, we won. You... Okay, good. <laughs> wow. Did you get lots right? It's hard, the university challenge. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. It, I, I got two. I did get two questions right. Okay. But what I did was... Because obviously there's a lot more than two questions... I, I, when, they asked, when he asked a question, I, I sort of like went, mm. I just thought about it, yeah. you know, and then someone else would get it and I go, oh, he beat me to it. <laughs> but you got, as the captain, you have to give the answers, don't you? So you can look clever. They, a lot of the answers have to come through the captain. Yeah, it really helped me. So the you captain. can look really clever. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's a weird thing. I mean, I, there's, I, I have seen you talk about going back to work as a cleaner in the university that you were in. I mean, that is. How, how did that? Cause did, how did that make you feel? Did that? Were you happy doing that, or did it feel like a low point to be? It going was back? a low point because I, I, it sounds like it sounds quite sad, doesn't it? But I hid from the lecturers. If I saw any of my old lecturers, I'd hide, so yeah. they didn't. Oh, and that's sad. I feel sorry for myself there, telling you that. <laughs> but equally, I, I did it for about six months, and I'd go in early and water all the plants in the science block. And then finally someone said, none of them plants are real. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And uh, so. Um, but and you had quite good camaraderie with the with the, the amongst the cleaners. Is that right? <sighs> Is that one of the things again that turned you? Yeah, that did. Yeah, yeah. They just sort of like thought I was the. I don't know why, but so you'd go and have a you know a drink afterwards all together, and she'd only let me have warm rabina. They all had tea, and I, I never knew why I had to have warm rabina. <laughs> I never said anything, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I learned a lot from um, from yeah. that staff room. I think that staff room with the cleaners was probably the nearest thing that a, a, a lot of people would have, like you know, on like. Um, uh, being like bricklayers on a building site yeah. or something like that. It was proper banter, you know, so you pick up... I, I think I got a really good ear for... Because they were funny, you know, really yeah. funny women. So I picked up a lot from... And that's when, after cleaning, I went down um, a street, <laughs> like a little shortcut, down down the side of Salmon Grove. And that's when the crow landed on my head. Yeah, I've heard And that, that was the moment I knew I, I wanted to be a comedian. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, what, there's a crow, I mean, is it, what was it trying to do? Was it trying what to it, perch or was it trying to what get it did, you? Well, what it ended up doing was like using me as a stepping stone just to get, which annoyed, you know, annoyed me. I mean, that's a, that's a crow noticing someone with low self-esteem. Yeah, exactly. That you've, you've taken on the status of a stone. Yeah, but it did try to pick me up. Okay. Because I felt, you know, grip... It, like, tried to pick me up first and then realised, no, I'm not going to... So then just use... I mean, you are little. Stone. You're quite little. The, the crow thing, might have I don't think people crow. believe me. And I'm telling the truth. Because you hear about, you know, with them... You hear about them, don't you? The seagulls picking up little dogs. Yes. And I believe it. Yeah. It, I believe sea, seagulls pick up little dogs. I'm not sure crows can pick up a human... And even a small human woman, but you're not, they're not that small. The thing is, this crow was massive. Okay. Are you sure it wasn't like an eagle or something? Like a black eagle? It was, um, it was a crow, definitely, okay. yeah. And that's when I thought... Because I thought, ah, oh, this would be funny, you know, to tell people about. Yeah, so therefore I'll become a so... comedian. <laughs> the only way to turn my low status, lower status than a crow life is yeah. to become a comedian. I mean, it's good... These things seem to happen to you, where like unusual. Bits yeah, and pieces. I mean, all these things I've been I've been telling people this them now for nine years. Yeah. So I, again, like walking down the street and a slice of mushroom fell out my sleeve. <laughs> that happened, and then um, this is all. Tr- I aren't making any of this up. I, I don't like mushrooms. <laughs> And then I was on the train and um, someone parted um, a wagon wheel and they stuck it to my forehead when I was asleep. (laughs) And so for nine years, I've been looking as anyone else had that sort of level of humility, public humiliation. And it took me nine years to find it, but where we live near Sobe Bridge, there was... (laughs) There was a woman waiting for a bus and she had, you know, one of them big, like, rollers that you have in your hair? Yeah. She had, like, a massive one, like, with a fringe in it. Do you know what I mean? And a lad walked past and he stuck a Savoy through it. <laughs> <laughs> and do you think that's my double-act partner there? I've got to team up with her. 
I mean, these it's kind of because a lot of comedians are obviously looking for things that you know, have you ever noticed and trying to find the common ground with their audience. But your stuff seems to be like there is an element of that. But there's this is the weird stuff that's happened to only you, right? Do you think? Why do you think it happens to? Why do you think it happens to you? Does it? Is it? Do you think? Is it? Is that weird? Well, I mean, because the character you portray as a stand-up seems to be quite like you are. Yeah, people say I'm yeah. a character act, yeah. which I love. I think, <laughs> and I just play along with it. Think, oh yes, that, I am. You know, it's that kookiness and that. I guess if you're looking at the world in a, a, a comedian has to just have a viewpoint, and you've got a viewpoint, I suppose, that you're looking at the world from. <laughs> a, a weird angle of how do I say this politely? I don't. Why am I trying to be polite? Uh, you look, it's a ditzy kind of way of looking at the world, I suppose. Yeah. But but then also those sort of things don't happen to... There's the one where you went swimming and there was oh, no one in the swimming pool. God, yeah. That was off. That was... I was doing Ladies' Day play at Hull Truck and we was on tour. And <laughs> the, the, I was bored in the day. So one of the actresses took me to... She said, there's a swimming pool, you know, locally. I'll, I'll drop you off and I'll come and pick you up because I don't drive. You know, they sort of mothered me a bit. And yet she, I paid my money... She took my money off me and went in. I thought, oh, marvellous, it's empty. And on it, I just got in and a whistle went off. And well, the first thing I saw, I saw loads of like parents watching from a gallery. <laughs> I thought, what are they doing? And then the, this whistle went off and it was an under 12 swimming gala. <laughs> and they all jumped in and had a race. How had they let you in? Had they taken your money? That's what I money? said. I went back and I said, you, why did you let me in? It's not public swimming. You've just humiliated me. <laughs> oh, dear, good. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's just so many. There's, there's so many of these. I'll ask you some emergency questions and we'll, see if, we'll see if any more just crop up that I haven't heard already, because that would be... Yeah. That would be good. I tell you something that did happen. <laughs> I did a gig um, in Leeds and I went and got a chocolate bar from the shop and I didn't have any change. I just found like a pound in the bottom of my bag and I give her it. I said to the lady in the cafe, I said, oh, sorry, it's a bit sticky, like that. And she said, oh, don't worry, I've had worse. <laughs> like that. And I, I went, oh, I bet you have. And, uh, and then I felt really bad. About, I thought, should I apologise? I thought, oh no, I've said it now. So I just winked at her instead. <laughs> like that. And then walking to the gig, I thought, was that like toxic masculinity? That's, <laughs> that's made me do that to her. And then I thought about it and thought, no, she does look like she's been around a bit. <laughs> So. And I read on, a, was it a tweet this week where you'd uh, been at a service station and got in a car? Oh, that was hilarious. That was, that was hilarious. That poor guy. We've got a new car, I don't drive, it's John's car. We've got a new car and it, it's, it's white and they all look the same, don't they? <laughs> and I just, I tell you what I've been doing. I'd been looking at these um, lads, they had girl chains on and I was thinking about their girl chain, thinking about them. <laughs> And, and then, 
and I just got in, just got in a car. John just watched me do it. <laughs> watched me get in, and there was a, this real elderly gent in the back, and he, he screamed like a little girl. He was so scared, because I sat, sat in the... I said, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm in the wrong car. <laughs> that kind of thing doesn't happen to, me, to many oh, other people. Oh, it does. Not sure it, it happens does. to many, many people. Um, <laughs> she's eating cat food as well. Uh, but I will, you'll have to see the backstage video for that one. Um, Let me see uh, what I'm going to... Uh, okay, which kid at your school had the worst school bag? Did you have different bags when you went to school? You're probably too young. We always had, like, different... I mean, a lot of people just had Adidas over-the-shoulder bags. My friend Jeff Quigley, uh, his dad got a promotional bag from where he worked, and it was for a, a company called Snap-on Tools. Yeah. So he went to school every day with a bag saying Snap-on Tools over his shoulder. And we, he got bullied a little bit for that. Because that was, you know, a funny bag to have. Did, you, did anyone have a? Did you have a bad bag at school? It would be you, Lucy. I mean, I did go to school in Hull. Yeah. <laughs> Some people didn't have bags. Didn't have bags. What What happened? You used to get really picked on. The audience will know if you had to come in with a quick save carrier bag. <laughs> that's That's what you got. You'd get picked on, depending on the sort of them. Um, yeah, the the level of supermarket. Yeah. You sort of save the good supermarket bags. <laughs> and then if you like, if your mum gave you a quick save or a, a netto, if you had to take, you'd die if you had to take a netto carrier bag in. Good, good. Um, which celebrity do you think is the most likely to have a collection of the severed fingers of his or her victims made into a bizarre necklace that he or she wears when they're away from the spotlight? Ken Livingstone. <laughs> I think you're right. I am. I, I, I think oh you God. are right. Did you see this? He was in, in the news this week. Did he, we can talk about the news because this is going out quite soon. Yeah. Uh, he stopped a tube train from leaving with his foot. Did you see this on Twitter? Did he? I thought that might be why you brought up Ken Livingstone. He was, he was like, there's a video of him with, a, with an underground guy going, come on, Ken Livingstone, you know better than this. <laughs> uh, have you seen this? No. Ken Livingstone on a tube train... Uh, and it's sort of unusual because he's not doesn't mention Hitler once in the whole video. <laughs> <laughs> and I tweeted, "You can say what you like about Ken Livingstone, but at least he stopped the trains running on time." Uh, but yeah, he won't get. He's, he's annoyed. He's saying, "Can you open the door so I can get on?" And they go, "No, come on, you can't get Ken Livingstone's trunk. He thinks he's so important. He's trying to get on the train, so he's got his foot like a door door to door salesman. He's got his foot in so the train can't go." But he can't get in because the doors weren't open. Really? Yeah, he's a prick, isn't he? Has he got a... Disappointing. Disappointing how much of a prick Has he is. Has he got a club foot? Uh, he might do now. Now. <laughs> might do now after being in there. Um, we'll do one more and then we'll move back to... Uh, um, have you ever kept a secret and never told a single soul? And what is the secret? <laughs> oh, I can't really say because it's about a family member. So. Okay, good. I'm glad that you but were going to tell me. <laughs> I would tell you if it wasn't. Gen, gen, genuinely, I, I, um, I'm, I can't keep secrets. No, that's what I... I, sp I spread, sec you know... Yeah, information. I, I hear things like showbiz, gossip, you yeah. know, and then um, I tell someone else, but I'll maybe, like, reinvent a bit 
you know. Yeah, that's and how it works. Someone that's goes, how yeah, goes, yeah, 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 I've spread some terrible rumours about you? people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like what? Let's, oh, let's I could never spreading. ever tell, I couldn't, because okay. I couldn't tell, yeah. I heard you talking about the proclaimers, that you met the proclaimers. Yeah. And you had a rumour about those two that oh, made that yeah, story. yeah, yeah. You're on, so you went to, oh, I'm quite interested because you went to the Hootenanny, which I've been to the Hootenanny a couple of times, Jules Holland's New Year's thing, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but people oh, are surprised yeah. to hear that it's not live. Yeah, can you believe it? Uh, I, my story is that I was on it and then watched myself on New Year's Eve on my own. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really I happened sad. to get back, I was, I was out, and then I got annoyed and came home, and, and I watched myself having a good time on New Year's Eve. <laughs> As I had a very bad time on New Year's Eve. Oh, what a shame. But you met the Proclaimers. Yeah, I did. I met, yeah, yeah. And you're quite drunk. John said, because I drank, we drank, I took my friend Jackie and we'd, we'd, oh God, we drank so much. It was all free wine. So she kept making me, and John was driving, so he was sober. And he said, I'm going to the toilet. Do not talk to the Proclaimers. <laughs> And he came back and I was, I was swinging off their arms. <laughs> I was so tall. And I got all the songs wrong. I said, you were a soundtrack to my life. Trailer for sale or rent. I said, that song, Trailer for sale or rent. And it's not called that, is it? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, and I was so close because my mum told me that they both had massive penises. Okay. And John just grabbed me just before I just went to say is it true you've got any how does your um, grab... mum how does your mum know that the proclaimers have massive penises and I'm, I hope they do if anyone knows please email in um, it'd, be, it'd be worse if one had a massive penis and the other one didn't that would be a terrible are you allowed to say that about people I don't know well let's see what happens <laughs> that's <laughs> awful isn't it? Nice. you cut that out won't you no we're, putting, we're going to enhance it I'm sorry. It's They're okay. brilliant, aren't they? Sorry about that. I'm sure the Proclaimers' penises are both beautiful. <laughs> if they want to come on and discuss it, I will, I will allow it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so you, I was, gonna, I was about to mention Jonathan Ross because he apparently has a very big penis as well, but you're on the Jonathan Ross... Yeah. Uh, you're on the Jonathan... You can get uh, three pigeons can perch on it at once. That's what I've heard. Um, maybe, that, maybe the crow mistook your head for Jonathan <laughs> Ross's penis. You're on Jonathan Ross with Ollie Murs, Keanu Reeves and Russell Brand. What was it like meeting Ollie Murs? Must have been, He's been amazing, is he? He's an absolute darling. Is he he yeah. really is a nice guy. Okay. What was it like? Uh... Well, I didn't, it wasn't me, oh God, it was, I, I've never been so scared. I was, I don't know if anyone saw it, I was petrified. It, I was, someone had called in sick. It, I wasn't, right. it, he didn't want me on the show. <laughs> well, he did, he was, he, he, he like, you know, he's, yeah. he's a nice guy, isn't he? But I got the call like a few hours before. Oh, really? Yeah, saying someone's dropped out, someone's ill, can you come on the show? I was like, I didn't have anything to promote. And I, <laughs> I thought, please, because I was, <laughs> but not nothing to, I, I was at, um, I think it was Ghoul or Grimsby the next night. And I thought, oh, don't ask me, because I don't want to say I'm at Grimsby Auditorium. It's <laughs> like stood next to, Kea, sat next to Keanu Reeves. Yeah, but he doesn't know that, what Grimsby is. Exactly. He might be impressed. That was, that but Grimsby, that sounds amazing. And he couldn't, Keanu Reeves couldn't understand a word I was saying. 
It was all just so embarrassing. <laughs> Russell Brand was a... <laughs> I think even though you mouthed it, I think people will still be able to hear us at home. It was. It was really lovely to be backstage, and then and then it was horrible. He kept getting his phone out. All the audience knew. As soon as I started talking, he was bored, so he got his phone out. First time I'd ever been on a chat show. Wow. I bet he ain't got a massive penis. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care. You you have to you have to say these things because people don't know. Yeah. And now you know. You might not, you, I don't, you know, he's fun, really, really brilliant talent, but I'm just telling you, he's rude. <laughs> so there we go. He is rude. He is rude. He is rude. I'll, I'll give you that. I'd want, you know, if I was rude, I'd want other people, you know, I, other people would, should have a right to say she was rude, but I'm yeah. not rude, so. <laughs> been very rude about Russell Brand. <laughs> All he did was want to check You cut his that bit out as well. Do you cut a lot out of these? Well, you know. Preferably oh, not. There we go. But Keanu Reeves was... I think he was levitating. <laughs> he had, like, like subhuman. He had, like, a glow. I'd, I think something happened to him when he did The Matrix, you know. <laughs> he's still sort of, like... In his head, he's there, you can see. He's there. Yeah. It's like, what's his name? Thinks he's SAS, doesn't he? Ross Kemp? Yeah. Yeah. They're quite similar, you know. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You cut that out as well, won't no, you? No, I'm not going to. We're not going to cut everything out. <laughs> I don't think we can need to cut any of that out. I didn't say it, though, so it's not my, not my problem. We'll, I don't we'll... know what's happened to me now. It's because I've, I've been with my daughter, three-year-old, a lot, and now I feel like I'm in adult company. I'm yeah. sort of, Got well, carried away a bit. This is what... I keep, I keep forgetting this is really happening. Yeah, it? me too. Well, that makes a good podcast. That's the, I've been in the same state for the last sort of four years, four or five years of this podcast. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of nice when it just gets a bit loose. And oh, crazy. is it? Yeah. I mean, I don't mind. If you mind, we'll take it out. Well, you won't mind. The, the people in Hull will be tweeting all about it. <laughs> they won't, they're not going to keep that secret. <laughs> um... So, uh, well, look, you, you and John, you're married to John Richardson, and you've been, you're doing a, is it a sitcom you're doing together? I think we did talk about that in yeah. Edinburgh, didn't we? And you were nearly going to do like a daytime chat show thing together with your daytime TV show. Yeah. You were in the running to do that. We did a pilot for okay. it. I think that'd be good, so you'd be like the new Richard and Judy. John didn't want to do it. Okay. I liked it because I thought I might have them, like, get a nice blow dry and some yeah. nice dresses and stuff like that. I could see it all, you know, but he didn't want to do it. No. We thought we were going to end up like Richard and Judy. Yeah, but that's not a... I mean, to end up like Richard and Judy is bad, but <laughs> to, be, to be Richard and Judy in their heyday, Fred Tolbert jumping around on that, oh, no. Um, it's all been soured, hasn't it? That's the problem. So everything's been soured. I think that'd be like... But I think, you'd, I think I mean, maybe it's not quite John, but... No, it wasn't John, no. But then that's quite that's good. That's why we didn't get it. You could right. tell he didn't want to do it. But that's quite good. There's a little bit of edge to it. I think you'd be great at that kind of thing. It's been, it's nice to work together. Yeah. You know, I always feel like Ant and Dick when we're working together. <laughs> <laughs> like a double act, you that's know. That's not, a, but do you think they're ha- having kids together? I mean, I, I was going to say fucking each other. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now you've got a kid, I don't want to make that assumption that you are. Um, from personal experience. 
That's good. Well, it's nice to be, you know, because, well, you know, but I, I'm, I'm married to a, a comedian, comedy writer as well. Yeah. So people always, do you have that problem of like something funny? I guess your acts are different. But if something funny happens between the two of you, are you fighting over who's going to get to keep it or is it? A little bit, but he, he tends to, his material's quite normal, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> like a man's a bit, maybe. Well, he's not, he's, he's, I mean, he's normal, but he's, he's quirky in a different way to you, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's sort of got that compulsive, compulsion thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He seems normal, but he's quite odd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true of most people. I think it's true yeah. of a lot of comedians, but it's true of most people. Once you, um, But you, do you use stuff that happens to the two of you in the act, or do you...? In the what, sorry? Well, in your act, do you talk about him in, in your act? And... Yeah, the show I did in Edinburgh, um, a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I think I prefer... I, I tried it out, and I think I, think I prefer not to, really. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't help it because you, you're living with them. It's difficult. Because yeah. so, I'm not sure. I try to make my wife not listen to this podcast. Because oh, I say, well, I say awful things about that aren't even true. Like that we haven't had sex since we've had kids. That's just not true. I had sex with her last night. It was great. Uh, so <laughs> it was awesome. The good, the Richard E. Grant, when Richard E. Grant was on, we can't put that one out. I was, we, I don't know how, I t me and my wife had had sex three nights in a row, and I told Richard E. Grant about it. It might be the reason why it didn't go out. But that was my, I had to play that episode to my wife, say, do you mind this going out? And then Richard E. Grant came back and said, she said, oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Richard E. Grant, Richard Grant, why, what, what happened, what changed? Richard what? E. Grant came back. Richard E. Grant, no, he didn't come back. Oh, Richard right. E. Grant. Not to uh, No, 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 that's not, that's not. That would be it. That would explain why he didn't want the podcast to go out. Um, but he was all kind of, he was all interested in trying to find out what, what the secret of having sex with my wife three days in a row was. Oh, was he? I think it was just we'd had some sleep that week. I think that was, that was all it was. That's quite impressive, right? To have sex with your, your, your husband or wife three times in a, three nights in a row. Oh, at your age, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't remember the last time it's happened. <laughs> Certainly hasn't happened since. Um, anyways, we'll edit that bit out. So there's not going to be much left, is there, of this? <laughs> there be much left. Did your wife enjoy it? Oh, yeah, she loves it. <laughs> she puts on a good... If she's not enjoying it, she's putting on a good show. So my wife doesn't really like me doing stuff about her in the podcast. <laughs> so I try to make her not listen to it. Because of that, because I just talk a load of bullshit about it. And then, I you know, you kind of worry, because it's, it's melding. Who knows what the truth of what I've just said is? It's true. Um, but, you know, you're meld, you're, especially with this. I'm, you know, like I do a joke where I say I'd like my daughter and I don't like my son. I, I, I almost like them equally. And it's, <laughs> my daughter's definitely better, but I still like my son well enough, you know. Yeah. Uh, so you do jokes like that and you think, then I don't want my family to listen I know, to I know. So it's difficult. Is John good if you do do a joke about him? Is he all right about it or does he... It didn't... Yeah. I, I had one about us being vegans and I don't think he wanted people to know that he eats meat. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. He is a bit... But, but then it, it was quite funny, so... Yeah. I think he let me I mean, me that's off. the thing. That's the payoff. That's the problem with marrying a comedian is they will want to find the funny thing and, then, and then tell it to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, at so least never he gets marry it. a comedian, is what I say. No, because you... Yeah. Some, some 
comedian couples fight over material. Something yeah. happens to them, don't they? Yeah. And it's like they'll they'll both. I know couples where they'll both write it, and whoever is whoever gets it funnier gets to keep it. Yeah. That's like oh, that's nowhere to live, is it? It is. It is. Um. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just seeing which other crazy stories we've got. You met Jermaine Greer. That was quite. Uh, you met Jermaine Greer on Alan Davis show. Yeah. Do you remember meeting Jermaine Greer? She, she was quite fruity on that it's show. terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked her. Yeah. yeah. It, she, do you know, she reminded me of, like, because she's not from Hull, is she? But <laughs> I got she's on with not, her because she was like some women I know in Hull where, like, they're terrifying, but they've got a heart of gold. And once they like you, they're like, you know, once yeah. you're in, then they'll, all, they'll do anything for you. But they test you. And they haven't got time. Don't suffer fools. It is like she's from Hull. Okay, she might be it's from It's like Hull. she grew up on Essel Road. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. It's funny, this, this um, career, isn't it? You yeah. get to meet all sorts of people yeah. that you'd never normally meet. Who do you, I've got a question about um, who's the most uh, famous person you've ever been in a lift with that you didn't get into the lift with. Have you ever bumped into anyone on a lift? Well, I used to, quite, quite a few films, because I used to be a magician's assistant in Harrods. <laughs> okay. Yeah, on the fifth floor, so that lift I've seen all sorts going on in that lift, yeah. Yeah, Who's, who have you been in a lift with in Harrods? Well, i tell you what, to lift the lift, and I let her go through, was, um, and she'd just had a facelift done, and a bit of her ear fell off. <laughs> And I, and I went to pick it up and my manager said, no, if she wants it, she'll come back for it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know, you might not know where your ear fell off. That's always happened to me. You might not remember where it was. It was a bit of a... It wasn't an earring. It was a bit of a ear. Lobe or... I mean, will it, it grow, like, do the ears grow back? quite gristly. I'm just... <laughs> Just telling you. Yeah. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. My height. Really? He's about five foot... Is it, I'm five foot one and a half, but he's, I'd say he's about five foot three. Honestly. Yeah. Tiny man. Never knew it, would you? How do they make him look so big in the films? He looks really big. I don't know how they do it. Movies, in it? Magic of movies. Yeah. Must do some because he's a tiny man. Are you sure it was Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't just a picture of him promoting one of his films? <laughs> like, sometimes they prop those up, you know, in the foyers. No, it's it was, it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Was he nice? Yeah, he was lovely. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Met him. Yeah. Yeah, he bought a rocking horse. Did he? Yeah. That's all I've got to do. Do you, have to, do you have to sign a thing when you went for Harrod saying you won't reveal the purchases and the ears falling off of...? A little bit. I nearly ended up working um, in Al Fayed's personal office. Okay. They, he sort of... I won't say grooms, but he so, they sort of... Yeah, let's not say that. Let's not say that, especially if he didn't. But the, the build-up 
there's a there's a build up to working yeah. in the office where yeah. they test if they can trust you. So you can you'll edit this out, won't you? Can I get sued for any of this? Yeah, all of it. <laughs> it just I was just doing my Don't say stuff that you're gonna wanna edit out. It's oh, right. complicated. Okay. Just... I'm not gonna edit it out, I'm all gonna right. put it in. So, I was doing my magic tricks and he came up behind me and just whispered in my ear, they killed her. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Al, I'm trying to do some magic here. Come on, mate, lighten up. What magic trick were you doing at that time? I was doing a cup of balls. Yeah. Maybe that's how the Secret Service got Princess Diana. It's the oldest magic trick in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it is. This, you know, because you think there's three cups and there's three balls. There's not. There's four balls. Oh. You, you hide in a ball. Right. We'll have to edit that bit out. But uh, that's... <laughs> we can't have that revealed. That's a terrible thing. You also worked as a teacher's assistant. Yeah. So you nearly became a teacher, right? Where they wanted yeah. you to become a teacher. Yeah. I still sometimes think about it. Still sometimes think. I, I, I'm, what, I'm, I miss reading with children. And so, so the, the happiest I've ever been, you know, is, is reading with children. I think it's the, the most loveliest thing you can do. You can read to your own child. <laughs> not if you're not getting paid, <laughs> right? What's the point? Yeah. No, it's important read, yeah. reading with children. It's so important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um, yeah, I loved it working school. I worked, I worked all over in schools, right from nursery right to sixth form. Yeah, incredible. Mm. Yeah, I've done all sorts of jobs at school. I, I didn't like working in um, the uh, secondary schools. It used to happen a lot when I used to not not because I worked you know with an agency, so I never could find my way around. So I used to like run you know to the different classroom. I always used to get told off for running in the classroom. <laughs> or I'd get a detention or something. They, they never thought, they didn't think I was a teacher. <laughs> yeah, and I had no authority with, you know, with the yeah. kids. They just did what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, bet I was going to tell, the reason I'm hesitating is I, I was going to tell you something else that happened in a school, but yeah. I just remember I need to be careful what I say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, try and remember that like all the way through. It's a shame because it, you know, yeah. it's, it's quite interesting, but okay. I bet best not because there's okay, been. Okay, yeah, no, let's just. There's been like a court. There has been like a court case and That's stuff. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, it's the end of the decade. 2010 to 2020. I can't remember talking that long. The decade's ended. (laughs) Lots of people have been doing that thing where they they do a post a picture of themselves at 2010, picture at 2020. What? How's this last decade? A lot's changed for you this decade. Were you even doing comedy in 2010? Uh, Not written. No, 2011. Right. Yeah. So what? What's the biggest change? I mean, so everything's changed, right? This whole decade's. when you look at yourself in 2010, you look at yourself at the start of 2020. What's the what's the most remarkable difference? Well, I've had a, a child ripped out of me. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Well, being a yeah, being a mum. Was that there all the way through the 2010s? Because <laughs> that was 
I understand the relief if it's now finally out. Yeah. Being a mum is the main main thing. Yeah, it's yeah. massive, isn't it, really? It is. Life changing. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, apart from that, I still can't drive. The, you know, the own, John, John owns a house, but I, I'm, I'm... I mean, you're married, right? So that's... I know, but I don't like to see it like that. Okay, I think you've No, I mean, a... I like to see it like that, but I mean, he's... I money, I'd, I'd like to be... I'm an independent woman. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I think no, it's, it's important yours. to feel that, you know. I think it's important to feel that everything you have is both of yours. Do you? Yeah. Oh, no, Certainly if you're going to get divorced. But uh, if, uh, if you're not going to get divorced, this doesn't matter so much. No. Don't get divorced. I'm not, you know, not angry. No, no. No. We're not there yet. <laughs> We're not. No, it's, things are going really well. It's yeah. funny marriage, isn't it? It's it like is. you were saying about we were saying about kids earlier. No one warns you. Marriage is really because it, it it's different. It changes, doesn't it? it it's fluid. It's not, it is, yeah. But it, it, you, you you know you go through ups and downs. I wouldn't say they're ups and downs, but you 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 change and you mould, and then yeah. you realise, oh no, I do like you. <laughs> I mean, it's ultimately, it's a, it's a stupid thing to commit to one person based on what you think about them at a certain point in your life because, you know, you're going to change, they're going to change. What the fuck are you doing that for? Like, my wife, I think she, when I, you know, like, I, when I turned 50, I think she went, oh. Luckily, I sort of started dating when I was just turned 40. But when I turned 50, she went, oh. Oh, fuck, yeah, you're really old. Oh. Uh, but she hadn't realised until I turned 50 that I was really old. Really? Yeah, but so, you know, that's... You get older, don't you? I mean, I don't think she realised she'd also got older as well. Oh, did she not? Yeah, she hadn't probably realised that. Oh, but, but you're doing well, aren't you? I'm doing all right, yeah. So, you know, got to, haven't you? You've got to keep it looking fresh to keep the... <laughs> if you want to have sex with your wife three times in a night? Three oh, no. times in a night? No, that's not, that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, eh? That's not happening. <laughs> you're lucky to get half. <laughs> Three times three days. I mean, that's still good recovery for a man of my age. We I'm may listening to what you're saying, but I'm aware there's a little pot of cress on the table next yeah, to you. Is. And I, I keep wondering what it is. You tuck in if you want. It's, uh, it's Did you? hoary cress. It's all hoary cress by the time I've finished with it. Is that what you want? Is that what you want me to say? Um, still, it's an old joke, but I can still remember it. Uh, it's good for you if you want to have a little... Just pick it if you want. I mean, it's from a man in Hull. Who's wearing a T-shirt about some salt, some special salt. This may have his special salt sprinkled all over it. That's why I never eat anything that someone's given you. You and don't see crests much anymore, do you? It's a bit out of fashion, isn't it? Did it take you a long time to find the crest that you bought? Or did, did it... It's almost when you bought the crest. Oh, okay, it wasn't you. You're just, you're just, you're just heckling about crests, just joining in with the crest. You don't see it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's still excellent nutritional value. It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what no. they say. It's of, it's of little to no nutritional value. It's one of my favourite cruciferous vegetables, though. You got a favourite cruciferous vegetable? What? Uh, so, cress is yours? Cress is cruciferous. Broccoli is cruciferous. Yes, I do like Probably broccoli. some other things are cruciferous. I, I just like, like the word cruciferous. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. So crucified, is it? Well, I think it must come from that. It must be something to do with the cross-like structure. I've been thinking about it a little bit. How do you cook your broccoli when you have broccoli? Um, I cook it on t- 
top of the oven. Boiled? Boiled? Uh, oh, no. No, I steam it. Steam it, mm, yeah. Yeah. You should try it um, baked. Oh, baked broccoli. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crack at that. Yeah, I've had, I've had a few baked broccolis no, in my nice. time, yeah. I've blown Hull's fucking mind here. This. <laughs> Put some special salt on it if that makes you feel, <laughs> makes you feel better. Um, oh, my goodness. Time is flying by tonight. It's been... Uh, it's been uh, you're uh, such a funny person, I think. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I don't know if it's a good thing. It's so... Because I don't know if it's on purpose or by accident. What? What do funny. You <laughs> no, I don't mean anything. Did, because it's Shall not like if someone's funny if someone's funny by accident it's impolite to laugh at them but if someone's funny on purpose you're allowed to laugh uh, oh. I'm quite serious <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm deep and a very spiritual person you are I know that you've seen the ghost I know that much about you I think I've lived many lives before this Do you? one. Mm. What have you been in the past? Any ideas? Why can't what? Why? Uh, what? Why do you think? <laughs> why do you think that? And why would you come back again? And what choice well, do you I, have in, when you come back? Shall I tell you in in this this life? Yeah. What happened to me yeah. when I was born? So the doctor said to my mum that it was okay to go away on holiday so they went in a caravan to Cornwall and my mum had me early and I came back in a cardboard box came back from Cornwall in a party. all cardboard. the way in a cardboard box they didn't have anything to bring me back home in and my granny went into um, like a little greengrocer's while my mum was in hospital and there was um, a box and it said thank goodness for fresh eggs <laughs> on the side of it yeah. and she got some nice material and I came, I came back in there and I slept in it all the way back. Yeah. <laughs> Does that prove that you've lived another life before? Well, it's unusual, isn't it? It is unusual. <laughs> it could still be your first go, though. That's why I would say. It could be still your first. Mm. Do you think you might be Moses in a previous life? Is that what you're saying? My mum has been regressed. Has she? Yeah. And so they told her that we have, we'd been different... We'd had different relationships with each other okay. it, through, the, through, through time. Okay. Not like that, you know. <laughs> like, like we'd been brother and sister yeah. and stuff like that. And, and what, kind of, uh, what kind of people were you in these past life regressions? Um, well... She thinks we've been brother and sister on a, um, on a train. And you see, again, I don't want to sort of like... We, we jumped off the train and died. Because, like, these are... Because, obviously, they're not nice, are they? That's not nice, when you but get regret. it didn't happen, so it's you know okay. When you get so it's, it's what... You know when you get regressed? Yeah. I don't, well, I've never been regressed. I was fascinated by this as a kid. Well, the idea of the, the, everyone who I know has been regressed hasn't been like, oh, I just, you know, lived till I was 80 and that was it and then I died. You know, they're yeah. always quite bizarre stories out of the book. Yeah. 
No, I do think I've been around before. Yeah. So you jumped off a train with your mum when you, she was just... Yeah. Was she the boy or the girl? Because uh, my mum... So my mum, when my mum was pregnant with me, um, she was in a field in the snow and she couldn't find... Like, she needed to like find like a bus stop or something and she didn't know. And she said I talked to her in the womb. Yeah. Um, I think we should get your mum on. I think we should. <laughs> she sounds amazing. And I said, don't worry, there's a taxi waiting. Okay, and there was a taxi? And there was. I called her... I, she thinks I called her a cab from the womb. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So good. It's so good. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's lovely. Mm. I love the way your brain works. Um, I honestly don't know what you mean. <laughs> but you, you are... There's no one like you. There's oh, no, there is. There isn't. There will. There is. There, there will be somewhere. Is. I mean, back in time, there's a few people like you, but here, in the present day, there's only you. I think it's a good thing. I'm not taking the piss. I, oh, think, right. it's oh, a, right. I think it's an amazing thing. Uh, let's quit. We'll, we'll wrap up soon. Let me see what else. We talked about the, the, the radio show. Are you doing more of your radio show to Hull and Back? To Hull and Back? I don't, I don't know. They, 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 I, without, like, blowing my own trumpet, I get, I get asked a lot by people... Um, because I, I did, I did a, <laughs> I, I did radio show and, uh, to Hull to Hull and back. Yeah, I'm Radio Four. Um, but the Radio Four aren't asked for anymore. Right. Um, we, we hoped it was going to go to TV. Yeah. And it, and it didn't. I was I was gutted. I I would have at least liked to have done a pilot, you sure. know. And 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 so I was really gutted. But the, the, this is the industry. You have to learn to pick yourself up and. Oh, believe Carry me. Carry on, do, don't you? You do. And, you do. And, and everyone gets rejections, don't they? But no, I would quite happily do some more. You've done three series of it. Done three series, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's yeah. a big... Uh, that's a lot. So yeah. I should just be grateful for that then, do you No, think? you shouldn't be grateful for it. But I, mean, you know, I think it's... it's so you've got a great cast. Maureen Lippman's... Yeah. Your mother in that. And uh, yeah. people like Johnny Vegas have been in it. And yeah, Norman Love It. Yeah, Norman Love It, yeah. What, what a guy. Fantastic <laughs> comic, yeah. But yeah, I would love to do more, yeah. But um, but then I, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm desperate to get us. I've got a series in production at the moment that I'm hoping I'll get commissioned. I'm de I'm desperate to write sitcom for for TV. Yeah. Now that's what I want to do. I keep seeing all my peers, you know, doing it, and like I just I just want one go at it, you know. <laughs> so that that's that's what I'm. That's what I'm sort of yeah, focusing great. my energy it's so, on. It's such a hard thing. Just yeah. in terms of the amount of effort you have to put in to create something and the steeliness you have to have to put up with the fact that some, the people making the decisions aren't necessarily going to, A, choose it, but B, know what they're doing either. Yeah, and not, not like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, you keep going. There's, there's, there's just... There's, it's a really good career comedy in this country. People... Yeah. People, people know get get it. They, they know what what's good and what's not, and that that's really important, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, um, it's been so lovely to see you again. You are absolutely uh, just priceless. <laughs> yeah, Hull should be very proud of you. You're too, you're too good. You're too good for this place. <laughs> oh, that's, um, that's no, you're amazing. And I know, I know. You, I know, like we were talking backstage about the difficulty about having 
kids when you're, you know, in the middle of your career and, and starting things up. And it's, you know, you've got to be a mum as well as trying to push on with your career. And that's a, a really difficult thing to manage. Oh, it's not. Very, very lucky. Very lucky with the, with the job I've, I've yeah. got. Yeah. No, I think... Um, yeah, very lucky, but no. It, 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 anyway, it, I'm wrapping got up. to go. Yeah, well, it's all right. We can, we can keep I'll just, talking. I'll just no. It, it's coming from Hull. Honestly, when I say Hull is a special place, I can't explain. You know, you you have to sort of spend some time in it. But it, it's a fascinating place. Really, really talented place, and really, really humorous. Yes. You know, so that that's that's where I've got it all. From. It is a it's a wonderful place. Out of all the towns that I've taken the piss out of on this tour. <laughs> This is the one that almost least deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, we give a massive round of applause to the incredible Lucy Beaumont. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Rahalastaba with me, Richard Chang, and my guest, Lucy Beaumont. Thank you to Pest, as always, for providing this music. Thank you to everyone at Hull City Hall. I mean, everyone tour was wonderful, but God, those guys pushed the boat out, I have to say. Thank you to everyone at Go Faster Strike, especially my friend and yours, Chris Evans, not that one. And thank you to my mum and dad for giving birth to me. Well, my mum gave birth. My dad provided the, the semen. The semantic fluid, I was going to say, but that's not the right word. You don't need to know the details. I'm here, and it's mainly down to them. So thank you for that, my parents. I'm indebted to my producer for this show, George Lingford, a.k.a. George the Incompetent Sound Guy. Bumped up to producer. I'm indebted also to Ben Walker, of course, for his fine work on this series. Also to Chris Evans, not that one who does so much more than you will ever know from me. And one day it may be revealed. This is a fuzzgofasterstrike.com and Sky Potato production. As always, I would direct you to gofasterstrike.com to pick up some wonderful DVDs, downloads, books, and cards and games and whatever you like, either of mine or anyone else's. Also, rahalasaba.co.uk. Why not become a monthly badger, get en entry into our monthly draws, get backstage videos, loads of other extras were sticking up there as well. Hours and hours of extra footage. Uh, you get to know who the guests are first, you get ad-free you get ad-free um you get ad-free stuff you get ad-free things you get ad-free things just an email arrived didn't it just as i was getting into that it was from chris evans that's the irony ah fuck it let's put it out like this doesn't matter does it okay you can get ad-free podcasts uh, on that feed as well if you don't like the adverts if you do don't mind the adverts keep listening to the adverts because we get some money from the adverts too you you get how it works Thank you very much for listening. Have a great 2020. It can't be any worse than 2019. <laughs> Can it?